Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, and uh, I believe this is episode number 10. My name is Phil Thompson. Hi, and I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, you're back from vacation. How was your little trip? Oh, the trip was awesome. Went down to the beach with uh, 20 other family reunion members. Great. Well, it's uh, so you, you, you're one of the few people that like to go on vacations with your extended family. Yeah, it's amazing. We it, it works out really well. We have a very diverse uh, political and religious beliefs, but we all get along really good. Wow, that's great because I hate my extended family. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, well, we are doing our podcast. I, I believe, well, I just said, I believe this is episode, what did I say? Number, number 10. Number 10. All right. So uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, we are we work for a company called JSL Solutions. We do streaming video, we do mobile apps, we do websites, we do uh, these podcasts, a variety of different things. We do a lot of tech stuff. But uh, the last couple times, we've done more along the lines of church stuff, church leadership stuff, uh, and and we do that because uh, Steve is really old and has a lot of experience <laughs> uh, working with leadership teams, right Steve? Of course, yes. Actually, I'm older than Steve, but we've both been involved in leadership and churches uh, for, for really many years, and so uh, we, we, we do this podcast to help enable you, uh, the listener, you're a pastor, maybe you're an associate pastor, maybe you're a volunteer. Uh, maybe somewhere in between that, and our our whole mission of our company is to really help churches, and uh, m- mainly with tech. But we also have got some experience in some of the areas that we always pass on, right? You know it, yes. So, what are we talking about today, Steve? So today, eleven ways to create great senior leadership team. Eleven ways, not ten, not twelve, but eleven different ways you can create a great leadership team, and. This is really a challenging thing because um, when it comes to a leadership team, hopefully if you're a pastor out there or even if you're involved on your leadership team, or maybe you're not, but maybe you're involved as a volunteer, uh, a leadership team is very important to any ministry, any church, because you can't just have one or two guys or gals doing it. You will burn out. Uh, it just you can, you can't really be, create a, an effective church or an effective ministry with just a couple people, you know, doing stuff. You've, you've got to have a team of people around you. Steve, you've served on some pretty good teams, I think, over the years, haven't oh, you? Oh yeah, it's been yeah, we've had uh, um, just been very, I think, very effective in certain areas, and we've learned a lot in other areas. So we've learned some valuable lessons. No leadership team is perfect. So let's talk a little bit about that. So let's say you're looking, maybe you already have a leadership team, but you're looking to expand it, or maybe it's time to get some other people on there. And again, I know that we're talking to different church cultures here. Different churches run their churches differently. Uh, and and But every church pretty much that I know of has some type of a board. They may call it a leadership team, they may call it a church committee, they may call it a board, whatever. But So you can use some of the things we're talking about here to fit into these different uh, synonyms of, of what you have for a team, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. So let's say you're, you're looking at adding somebody to your board or your leadership team. 
Uh, what's the first thing you should should ask yourself probably about them, about so, that person? So as you evaluate that person, the first thing would be, do they have the leadership gift? Yeah, this is important. I mean, because honestly, if you want to have leaders, they have to know how to lead. <laughs> I think it's John Maxwell says, if you think you're a leader and uh, nobody's following you, you're just taking a walk in the park. In the right. park. And, and that's really true. So... Uh, Here's And again, this is really challenging because this is going to take your church or your ministry to the next level. If you're just putting people on the team or the board because you like them, they're nice people, that may not be the correct method and usually isn't the correct way to pick somebody to be on your, your board or your team. Right. So one of the things, and, and borrowing again from John Maxwell, is leadership is influence. Right. So you want to grab um, people that that have some influence within your your current existing you know church body, yeah. and, and hopefully it's the right influence. I mean, everybody knows in every church there's people that have different ideas, and that's that's okay. But if you're trying to get everybody to go on the same page, you want to have people that have influence along the lines of the vision of the church. You know, the, the mission of the church. Right, right, exactly. Otherwise, you yeah. have a bunch of division. And one of the things, I think we're probably going to talk about this a little bit more, but uh, having to do with leader, um, leadership versus management skills. Yeah. And yeah. are we going to get into that later? Or should uh, we talk about that now? We or? could talk about it now. There's a big difference. And so you go ahead and take that ball and run with so, it. So uh, there is a, a difference between leadership and management. Management is typically someone that's good with the details. Um, you know, manager doesn't necessarily have to have anyone following him. He can have some people under his authority that he controls, directs, and that sort of thing. Uh, but they're typically more uh, administrative-oriented, uh, right. whereas leaders are going to be a little bit more uh, oriented towards visions and what can right. be and, and that type of thing. Yeah, and that's really that's a very good point, Steve, because... Uh, yeah, managers may not always be great leaders, may not be even very good leaders, but uh, leaders are leaders have the ability to see vision. They have the ability to get people together all around and uh, be able to, uh, you know, organize people a little bit and have influence over them. All right, exactly. I don't know what that noise is, but we'll just keep going. Uh, so, uh, again, if you're picking somebody, you know, to be on your team, do they have the gift of leadership? Uh, the next one would be, we kind of touched on this, the big picture, right? Yeah, the big picture thinker. So do we have a, is it a big picture thinker person? So, yeah, I mean, what I just talked about, some of the management versus leadership kind of ties into this as well. It really does. And again, if you, if you really want your church to grow, you really want your ministry to grow and, and thrive, you've got to always be kind of thinking, uh, I hate to say the term outside the box because it's overused, but... You really do need to think beyond where you're at right now. Yeah, or maybe beyond your specific uh, area. So, for example, I mean, there's a couple of ways to look at this. One would be, GM. you know, I want to, uh, you know, our focus is, is kids and, men, and uh, okay. children and babies and that sort of thing in our, you know, growth. So maybe I'd want to pick up a... Um, you know, somebody that's had some leadership in that area. Okay. But you want somebody that's going to be big picture thinker that's not going to think just that narrow. Just in their own little department. Yeah, know? within their own little right. department. Right. And then the other thing to keep in, in mind is, I mean, we we are the church, the, the big C church. It's not necessarily my particular church that I want to grow. I want to grow the church. 
Right. So you want to be focused on, you know, not necessarily how am I going to grow the, the body of Christ, not necessarily how am I going to grow the attendance at my particular uh, church. Right. So that would be, you know, extending the to some big picture thinking as yeah. well. Good, good, good point. So as we continue with this uh, 11 ways to create a great senior leadership team, uh, strategic thinker, when you're picking somebody to be a part of your team, is that person a strategic thinker and this you got into this a little bit with the management thing right uh, so uh, are they able to uh, to figure out a way to get you to the next level right so right? there's I, I would consider this to be um, you know a management's going to think of the day-to-day make day-to-day decisions and the strategic thinker the um, you know yeah, the one is thinking strategically is going to be making decisions that are going to be have longer term horizons and have uh, kind of a bigger you know, ties into the bigger picture piece of it as well. And see, this this is hard. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we've got some people listening right now thinking, "Oh man, I don't have anybody like that <laughs> in my church." Uh, and, and this is really this is kind of what honestly uh, what separates the men from the boys, the little churches from the bigger churches. I mean, to get the right people on a team. It takes some effort uh, on, on people's parts to find these people and, and to you know begin to explore. Okay, does this person have these gifts and talents? Otherwise, you just stay a little church and it just kind of becomes a little family oriented church. And there's nothing wrong with little churches. I'm not trying to to get at that. I'm just saying that if you really want to expand and grow and be uh, you know beyond your normal 70 member attendance, it's going to take people like this. All right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So next on our list. Can a leader, can they, if you pick somebody, can they build an actual team? Right. Right. And this, I think, ties into my statement about, well, the the statement you made, actually, that um, if if you think you're a leader and nobody's following, you turn around and nobody's following, you're just doing a walk in the park. So there's, uh, a a leader's going to have some followers and people are going to be eager to participate and they buy into the vision, and they're willing to, you know, volunteer their time, and become uh, a resource underneath that particular leader because they're they're excited about it. They believe in the person, and, and a lot of the natural leaders, you'll see a team of people that are behind them and supporting them, which is another good way to, um, you know, as you're candidating or looking for another leader to come on to the spot is, you know, just talk it around within the church and and if the same guy comes up you know hey we really need to rec- you know bob's a, you know a really good leader and um that would i mean that's evidence of this particular fact that they're able to build teams that got people underneath them that support them and buy into their vision and 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 the thing too is is uh, it's easy to just take a task and say well i'll just do this stuff myself and and uh, you just keep, you know, there's more and more things to happen at the church. And so you just get in the habit of doing everything yourself. Well, if that's if that's the only way you think, you're going the wrong direction. You really need to consider delegating. And that's part of building a team is, is you you might be really good at, at audio video. But, you know, if, if you're the only guy doing audio video, you know, that's not a healthy thing for you or for the church. So you've got to constantly try to develop other people, look around build a team for your audio video music one of the things i did when i was leading worship back at the church we used to be at uh i loved leading worship but i thought you know we got to get some other people involved here so we i literally started grabbing people who i thought may have potential 
to lead worship, you know, and uh, we started to build a team. Yeah, another healthy side benefit, I mean, just tied right into that, is um, this makes your succession planning really easier. So if the, if these, the leader you select is able to build some teams, typically they're going to have some people underneath them that are up and coming, mm-hmm. and it would be a natural, say, that person moves on to, you know, pick up somebody from their team. Right, Absolutely. Uh, and again, a lot of churches and stuff have boards that rotate. Different people take over different positions. So as you're building these teams, you can you know continue to have some great people. Uh, if somebody you know if their term, so to speak, on the board or their term on the leadership team is coming to an end, hopefully you'll have other people that can kind of step in there and take it to the next level. Right. Exactly. All right. So where are we at? So building teams very important. So uh, here are some things that uh, I also wrote with this concerning. Uh, putting together leadership teams and, and and the mistakes that sometimes we make on these things and, and what we want to try to get out of the, out of this bad habit is a lot of times these leadership teams you will see everybody kind of is on the team they're all the same age they're all in the same stage of life and that's pretty natural because if you have friends there you're probably a lot of your friends are like you you know, they're going to be your same, around your same age and doing right. some of the same. But that's not a good thing. No. But what you want to do is our point number five is create some diversity within your leadership team. And I think it's interesting that um, when, when you say diversity, a lot of people jump towards ethnic diversity. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. But that's not necessarily all we're talking right. about. So you want to get not only diversity of age and gender, but also some diversity of of thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's a I mean, typical thing that I um, follow a little bit is they you know they say, well, in uh, the journalism world, there's a lot of diversity. Well, there's actually in the popular mainstream culture, there's diversity of ethnicity, but there's not a lot of diversity of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's. There's, you don't get the, the journalism world does not accurately reflect the, the real world with regards to, uh, you know, church attendance and those types of things. So you want to get beyond just the uh, diversity of age and ethnicity, um, but you also want to get some diversity of thought and then also just some diversity of backgrounds. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's very important. Because yeah. otherwise, what you'll see is. Uh, a decision that makes a lot of sense to a um, a uniform board that has no diversity could be a big mistake. Mm-hmm. That if you don't have the diversity, there are some some people that um, mm-hmm. yeah that would introduce some things. I, I've also read that you know some of the some of our great presidents, uh, oddly enough, put people on their staff that had very different ideas. Mm-hmm. They were from the opposing political party. Lincoln did that a lot. Yeah, and so they would. The idea was, gee, I need, I don't want to get some, you know, one-track thinking going on here. I want to get some diversity, and get some better decisions coming out of the leadership team. I was working with a church uh, recently who uh, was putting a facility up, and uh, uh, they they really didn't create enough space for children's ministry. They created some some space for children's ministry in their new facility, but but really not enough for what they were trying to do. And I looked at their board. And it was no wonder because there was nobody on their board that had kids. I mean, they had kids, but they were grown up or they were older kids. There was no representation of somebody that maybe had younger siblings or younger kids, and and they kind of missed it. They created a facility that's very limited when it comes to children because there wasn't any real influence 
on their leadership team, that, you know, people that had that category. So, right. so that's very important. The, the the one trick here, though, again, what you're saying, I completely agree with Steve. But the, the, this is why it's real important for you as a as a leader, or even if you're not a leader. Uh, even if you're a volunteer, and, and let's face it, everybody's a leader in some capacity. But what I'm getting at is, no matter what you're, no matter where you're at in your ministry, your church, whether whether you're the senior guy or or a volunteer, you're important. But it's also very important to be able to uh, repeat the vision and, and buy into the mission, buy into the values of your church, because if you can get people that certainly embrace the vision and values. They may see things a little differently. They may have diverse ideas on it, but at least they embrace that. So that's important to make sure that that mission and that those values are, are very clearly spelled out. Because and want, agreed upon too. I mean, you don't upon, want yeah. you don't want someone that has a diverse opinion that I don't buy into the vision of the church. Right. And that's that that's, is an area where you need a hundred percent. Yeah, you've uh, got, people have got to buy into that. Now, the way they the way they implement that vision could be a little different, right? And it could still fit in perfectly. And you want to hear what other people's perspective on you know how can we you know how can we build a better children's ministry or how can we do better in the area of music? You know, uh, so they embrace the idea. You might you might have a church that's uh, uh, you know really uh, wants to target a specific group, uh, but and you can buy into that. But there's different ways to do that. Does that make sense? What yeah, I'm saying? I, I agree. So, so, but yeah, absolutely. People have got to buy into the vision. And so, again, if you're not, if your church doesn't get their vision out there, and it's not, people don't understand the vision and purpose of the church, you're really going to have issues with your leadership team because who knows where they're at on some of that stuff. Then you start having these schisms and arguments, and you're always going to have issues. Anyhow, yeah, there's going to be some debate and some yeah. differences of opinion. If you've got a healthy, a healthy group, and I was talking to you at lunch about um, actually one of the guys that um, was part of our board and I like to call him Eeyore. Um, Eeyore? Eeyore. Okay. He was our Eeyore board member because he was um, <laughs> he was a realist I guess and uh, it was mixed in with a couple of dreamers and some other um, people as well um, but it was a healthy thing. He bought into the vision, he knew what was going on but he would typically go, I don't know if we can do that, I'm not sure that's going to work. Which, I mean, to, you, know, you kind of think, oh, I'd get that guy off the board, but he was somebody that was grounded in, and he had a lot of experience, so it wasn't just unfounded. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it kind of ties into some of the principles that's, we talked that's, about. Uh, that's from Winnie the Pooh, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Every, I think every, yeah. yeah. Even, the, even the youngsters know who Eeyore is, right? Okay, I don't know. All right, All right so, so, so the next on our list is, uh, what, number seven here, is uh, ensure that our leadership is active. Yeah. And yeah. um, you know, one way that we kind of helped clarify this was you don't want uh, a person on the leadership team that's, oh, it's just their job to kind of go to the meetings and disseminate information and, and right. that sort of thing. You want them involved. In, in, in so, so I would suggest that your leadership team, you have people that are actively doing something. I mean, you know, let's face it. Uh, there may be some people that are on staff, but but most of us have to, you know, we've got jobs and we've got to be places and do things. But when it, when we are involved in our church, it would be good to be involved in something going. So you're not just sitting Sunday morning and then when you go to the annual or the monthly board meeting, 
Again, you're just sitting there and going, why did you guys spend money on this? Why did you do this? Why did you, you know, you shouldn't do this. But what I'm getting at, they're, they're not really involved right. in getting their hands dirty, so right. to speak. You know, somebody to, that rolls up their sleeves and right. gets involved, and so they really know the nitty-gritty as well. Yeah, I mean, even if, if they can at least help out with ushering or greeting or maybe the kitchen department or... Uh, you know, if you've got some people that, that do have a passion for children helping out in that or music. So there's lots of, you know, we don't have to tell you, those of you listening, you know there's lots of things that happen Sunday morning or whatever you have your services. So if you can get your guys that are on your board or your leadership team to be involved at least to some capacity, that will really help because, you know, again, they're they're involved. They're not just looking at the bottom line all the time and looking at numbers and criticizing you for stuff. So, anyhow. Right, right, exactly. That was number six, actually. Right. I'm sorry. So, number seven here right. is um, make sure that you change your leadership team out. You don't become static with the same group of people over a decade. Yeah. This is hard, especially for, for a lot of If you're a pastor listening, or even if you're not a pastor, you need to sometimes see things from the pastor's perspective. And it is difficult sometimes if, if, if the pastor has a team that he likes and they like him and things, you know, everybody's getting along. The church may need to make some changes and go forward in some areas, but everybody's kind of happy and fat and happy, so to speak, but nothing really is getting accomplished. As a pastor, you don't want to be fighting all the time. Or sometimes these new ideas can shake your boat. And so it kind of, you know, I guess you get out of your comfort zone sometimes. And, and sometimes pastors, you know, they, it's hard because you're trying to do things and, you, you, you know, it's a struggle. But you got to break out of that comfort zone a little bit and get some other people, some, some fresh perspectives, some, some new blood. And, and, yeah, maybe they're going to rock the boat a little bit. But, you know, be patient with them because they have probably a perspective that you might need to hear and other people might need to hear. Right, exactly. And so, but again, from the pastor's perspective, sometimes that can be a little scary. Right, so, uh, like, oh, things are going so good and we're right. getting along yeah. so well and yeah. this is happening and that happening. But I think it's healthy to make some changes every year. Yeah. One of the podcasts I listen to regularly, Dan Miller, uh, it talks about every year he sets his goals in November and he eliminates 15% of whatever he was doing that year, good or bad. He takes 15% and moves it, just doesn't do it anymore and introduces a new 15% just to well, keep things yeah. changing. Interesting. That's, yeah. that's a good point. All right, so moving along here on a little list on uh, 11 ways to build a great senior leadership team. What's the next one? So, um, <laughs> outside activities? Outside activities, yes. Yeah. You want to... Uh, encourage with your leadership team or, or have some participation outside of the church yeah. in different env- environments. It, you know what? It's all about relationships. You and I, Steve, have talked about this before. I mean, everything should be based on relationships. I mean, that's the whole idea with church, right? And, and so a lot of times I've seen leadership teams, the only time they ever have any kind of a relationship is sitting around a table you know, and talking about the church's problems or talking about how to solve something or fix something. It would be great to get outside of that environment and get involved in something fun, something that you can do together as a team, maybe do some retreats together once a year, or maybe some mini ones where you guys get together and go, I don't know, go bowling, uh, uh, 
you know, I've got some things in my notes here. Uh, I, I know a pastor that's really into fantasy football. He's trying to get his team, his leadership team involved as well. Yeah. But some of that stuff, when you get out of that environment, of that churchy environment, it, it, you get to kind of let your guard down and just be real, so to speak, and, and have some fun together. You know, okay. do some things. So, yeah, so outside activities, plan some outside, be intentional, plan some outside activities for your leadership team. All right. All so right. number nine on our list, moving on, is um, you want to implement some goals that will stretch your team. Okay. Um, and again, this is forcing yourself and your team to, you know, think outside the box, I guess is, that's an overused term, but we'll use it anyhow. So when you guys are meeting, maybe set it at the beginning of the year perhaps, what are some goals that you want to see your church or your ministry accomplish in 2015, whatever year it is? Right. Uh, and then don't be afraid to dream a little bit and, and put those out there. You know, what are some goals that are realistic and yet stretch us enough so that, you know, we're, we're not just kind of in a routine? Right. And there's an um, activity I learned back in the aerospace days about setting goals and there's an exercise that's um, called wild wilder and wildest hmm. and so you basically what you would do there is you go through and say we encourage some some wild ideas you know what's some wild goals if we you know the sky's the limit and then wilder than that and then the wildest ideas so you, you facilitate hmm. some you know hmm. sky's the limit kind of crazy things but what that does is that will uncover some some goals that are yet realistic that people hadn't thought of before. Yeah. Well, there's a scripture that says, without a vision, the people perish. And sometimes you got to get some vision that's out there. The vision is what kind of keeps things going. So, right. okay, a couple minutes. We've got a couple minutes left here. So, uh, so that's number nine. So number ten would be... Uh, Listening to your leadership team's in ideas and input? Is that the right one? Yes, that, that is correct, yes. Okay, so as a pastor, and I've been a pastor off and on for years, uh, again, sometimes it's easy to have this these ideas, and you kind of take the idea, you don't maybe intentionally do this, but you kind of get this attitude, my way or the highway. And again, I'm saying this in the nicest way. Sometimes you feel like, you know, I've got this great idea, and we're going to do we're going to do things my direction, my way. Uh, maybe not intentionally, but that's. But then you have some. You've got to get some other people's input, some other people's ideas. All right, and you got to buy into the ideas. I mean, if you're the senior pastor, kind of the chair of the the leadership team, you got to be willing to listen and and take some risks with some ideas that yeah. the board feels strongly about that you may not agree with. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's that's again, you know, the board from your leadership team perspective. Right? Yeah, that's hard sometimes to do. Yeah, it's scary, you know. But but it's good to get other people's input and value, not just you know take it and say, oh yeah, whatever. But actually value it and appreciate it. All right, so we're almost out of time here. The last one is so celebrate the wins. Celebrate the wins. I, I don't think we do this enough. Uh, a, a lot of us is you know there are little things that that we see happen. You know, people come to Christ. People, uh, you know, somebody's life has changed. Uh, something happened maybe as your, as your church, you know, got over 100 people and, and you've grown over the last year. That's a win. You know, there are things that are wins, we call, you know. Celebrate those. Right. And there's, have fun with them. And there's, there's church-level wins, and then there may be there's wins within your leadership team. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example... Um, one of the leadership members had made a suggestion. You guys put something together, and it went over really well. Celebrate yeah. that 
that, hey, this was a great, you know, celebrate that person's um, contribution to your leadership team. Absolutely. And, and, and people do need encouragement. That's a really good point, Steve. People, everybody needs some appreciation. Everybody needs some encouragement. And, and when, when something good happens, uh, you know, we're, we're, sometimes we tend to get focused on the negative, but we need to remember all the positive things and then celebrate those things. And, and I think, that, you know, if you, if you can take some of these points that we're bringing up here, it will add some life to your church. It will add some life to your leadership team. So, all right. good deal. Sounds all right. good. We're out of time. Hey, if we can help you, if, if you have a topic you want us to talk about, if we can help you with anything, our email is support at streamingchurch.tv support at streamingchurch.tv because we do streaming video and mobile apps and all that stuff and also if you happen to catch us off on iTunes give us a review on iTunes and you know, let us know how we're doing be honest about it give us a review uh, you know five stars is nice but we'll take four <laughs> whatever we'd love to hear from you any way we can so Steve thanks so much for your help today All right. Thanks for, I'm glad to be here. It was was fun. All right. Well, folks, uh, again, have yourselves a great day. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.